namo bhagavate vasudevaya 3.5.7 from the chapter entitled The Lord's Pastimes in, Out of Vrindavan. No? It talks, Vidura, Viduras talks with Maitreya. 357. Yes. Kridan Vidhate Dvijago Suranam. She Maya Karman Yavatara Bedai. She Maya Karman Yavatara Bedai. Manona Tripyap. Manona Tripyat Yapi Shrinvatamna. Manona Tripyat Yapi Shrinvatamna. Shushloka Maulesh Charitam Ritani. Kridan vidate dvijago suranam. Kridan vidate dvijago suranam. Shemaya Charitam Ritani Vidan Vidate Dvijago Suranam Shemaya Karman Yavatara Vidai Manona Triptyat Yapishin Vatanda Sushloka Maulesh Charitam Ritani Vitan Vidate Vitago Suranam Vitan Karmanya Vatara Manona Tripyantya Pishinvatanga Shishloka Maulesh Charitam Ritani Vidam Vidate Vijago Suranam Shemaya Karmanya Vatara Vidai Manona triptam tyapishen vatanga. Vaishnavis. Vidam vidate vijago suranam. Shemaya karmanya vatara vedai. Manona Tripyant Yapishin Vatamna Shishloka Malesh Charitam Ritani Ridan Vidhate Vidhikosuranam Shimaya Karman Yavatara Vidai 
Mano natripyant yapi shingatamna. Shushloka malesh charitam ritam kridan. Manifesting pastimes. Vidate. He performs. Dvija. Twice born. Go. Cows. Suranam. Of the demigods. Shemaya. Welfare. Karmani. Transcendental activities. Avatara. Incarnations. Vedai. Differently. Mana. Mind. Na. Never. Tripyati. Satisfies. Api, in spite of, Shinvatam, continuously hearing, Na, our, Sushloka, auspicious, Maole, of the Lord, Charita, characteristics, Amritani, undying, Charitamritani, it's a nice word, huh? You like it? Yes. But not very much? You like it a lot? Yeah. You may narrate also about the auspicious characteristics of the Lord in his different incarnations for the welfare of the twice-born, the cows and the demigods. Our minds are never satisfied completely, although we continuously hear of his transcendental activities. The Lord appears in this universe in different incarnations like Matsya, Kurma, Varaha, and Narsingha, and he manifests his different transcendental activities for the welfare of the twice-born, the cows, and the demigods. The Lord is directly concerned with the twice-born or civilized men. A civilized man is one who has taken his birth twice. A living entity takes birth in this mundane world due to the union of male and female. A human being is born due to union of the father and mother, but a civilized human being has another birth by contact with a spiritual master who becomes the actual father. The father and mother of the material body are so only in one birth, and in the next birth the father and mother may be a different couple. But the bona fide spiritual master, as the representative of the Lord, is the eternal father because the spiritual master has the responsibility to lead the disciple to spiritual salvation or the ultimate goal of life. Therefore, a civilized man must be twice born, otherwise he is no more than the lower animals. The cow is the most important animal for developing the human body to perfection. The body can be maintained by any kind of foodstuff. The body can be maintained by any kind of foodstuff, but cow's milk is particularly essential for developing the finer tissues of the human brain so that one can understand the intricacies of transcendental knowledge. A civilized man is expected to live on foodstuffs comprising fruits, vegetables, grains, sugar, and milk. The bull helps in the agricultural process of producing grain, etc. And thus, in one sense, the bull is the father of mankind, whereas the cow is the mother, for she supplies milk to human society. 
A civilized man is therefore expected to give all protection to the bulls and cows. The demigods or the living entities who live in the higher planets are far superior to human beings. Since they have better arrangements for living conditions, they live far more luxuriously than human beings, yet they are all devotees of the Lord. The Lord incarnates in different forms such as those of a fish, a tortoise, a hog, and a combined lion and man, just to give protection to civilized man, the cow, and the demigods, who are directly responsible for the regulative life of progressive self-realization. The whole system of the material creation is planned so that the conditioned souls may have the opportunity for self-realization. One who takes advantage of such an arrangement is called a demigod or civilized man. The cow is meant to help maintain such a high standard of living. The Lord's pastimes for the protection of the twice-born civilized men, the cows and the demigods are all transcendental. A human being is inclined to hear good narrations and stories, and therefore there are so many books, magazines, and newspapers on the market to satisfy the interests of the developed soul. But the pleasure in such literature, after it is read once, becomes stale, and people do not take any interest in reading such literature repeatedly. In fact, newspapers are read for less than an hour and then thrown in the dustbins or as rubbish. The case is similar with all other mundane literatures, but the beauty of transcendental literatures like Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam is that they never become old. They have been read in the world by civilized man for the last 5,000 years and they have never become old. They are ever fresh to the learned scholars and devotees and even by daily repetition of the verses of Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam, there is no cessation. There is no satiation for devotees like Vidura. Vidura might have heard the pastimes of the Lord many, many times before he met Maitreya, but still he wanted the same narrations to be repeated because he was never satiated by hearing them. That is the transcendental nature of the Lord's glorious pastimes. Namasrishtam manamapisachi putramatrasarupam Shirupam tasya grajam arupari maturim goshtavatim Radha kundam giribaramaho radhika madhavasham Prapto yasya pratitakripaya shri gurum tamnato asmi He guru jnanada dinabando swanandadata koronaika sindo Vrindavana sinahita avatar Prasida Radha Pranaya Pracharo Matsamuna Stipapa Manaparadi Chakaschana Parihare Pilajame Kimruve Purushotama Yuvatinam Yata Yuni Yunam Cha Yuvatau Yata Mano Birmate Tadvan Maname Ramatam Twayi Bumaus Kalitapada Nam Bumiriva Balambanam Twayi Jata Parana Nam Tome Vasharanam Prabho Govinda Balave Radhe Prate Tomaham Sada Twadiya Mitijana Tu Govindo Maham Twaya Saha Radhe Vrindavanadi She Karanam Ritabahani Kripaya Nijapadabja Tasyam Mayam Pratiyatam Hantaya Madhurva Badla Haridasavaryo Yadrama Krishna Chananas Parasha Pramodaha Manam Tanoti Sahago Ganayostayo Yad Paniya Suyavasakandanakandamulai Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda 
Sri Advaita Gadadhara, Shivasari Gaura Bhakta Binda, Nittai Namine Jai, Namirhate Sharamuni Nanti Te Chere, Nittai Namine Jai, Namirhate Sharamuni Nanti Te Chere, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Well, you get a little bit of everything in this verse. The cows, the Brahmins the Shastra, the various incarnations of the Lord. And Prahlad Maharaj says in his prayers that whenever you appear, my dear Lord, you do so for the welfare of everyone. Krishna's all good. Whatever form he comes in is meant to give benediction to everybody. Some people can take advantage and other people not as much, but the Lord still gives benediction to those who are inimical towards him. Yet, If one approaches the Lord Kama, Krodha, out of anger, out of lust, Krodha, Piti, out of fear, uh, out of natural friendly love. All of these ways, uh, anyone who approaches the Lord is benefited because he's all auspicious. Except for Vena. Vena didn't get anything. Because Vena uh, ignored the Supreme Personality of God. And others who were inimical towards him or lusty towards him, like Kubja, uh, they got benefit. That's how. Uh, auspicious he is so at the beginning of the <clears throat> seventh canto we find Prikshit asking a question how is it that uh, the Lord seems to be biased towards the devas and Shukadeva Goswami explained he's not it's just that he's all auspicious for everyone just like a teacher is in the classroom and is teaching for everyone, but somebody's falling asleep. Another person went out all night and didn't do his or her homework. And somebody else is sitting in the front row taking it all in, but it's, it's for the good of everybody in the classroom. It's equal, the teacher is equal to everybody. So Krishna's like that, all auspicious. So all of his avatars are for the good of everyone. That's why we find the sages at Naimasaranya asking a question about uh, uh, to uh, <clears throat> Sutta Goswami saying, well, could you please describe about all these avatars? That's called avatar kata. If you have av avatar kata, then you talk about all the avatars. The avatar means the one who comes from a higher, lower, a higher level to a lower level to assist us, which is nice because otherwise it's impossible to get out of the mire of material existence 
Maya Mugda Jivaranahi Swata Krishna Gyan. Jivera Kripaya Koila. Krishna Veda Puran. So Krishna Dvaipana Vyasadev was the one who divided the Vedas up and then assigned them to various disciples so that they could be disseminated more readily. And then he also gave the Puranas, the Itihasas, and finally Srimad Bhagavatam by the order of his spiritual master. And that's why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told Sanatana Goswami, Maya Bhugda Jivarananti Swatta. It's not automatic that living beings come out of ignorance. But when there's an intervention, especially by Vyasadeva's creation of the Srimad Bhagavatam, then people can awaken. And what do they hear about? The all good Supreme Personality of Godhead. And the Idam Bhagavatam Nama Puranam Brahma Samhitam Uttama Shloka Charitam Chakara Bhagavan Rishi Nasheya Shaya Loka Shadhamnam Swastayanam Mahat. The Srimad Bhagavatam is self effulgent and it's all good for everybody. And the Lord's appearances are described there. And Vidura is asking a similar question as the sages said, please, can you tell about the avatars of the Lord who have appeared in the world? And Prabhupada explains why he's asking. It's because he's never been satiated by hearing about it. He hears more and more. The sages at Naimasarnya, parallel. They asked, they said, Vayantu Navrjama Uttama Shloka Vikrame Yachchinvatam Rasagyanam Swadu Swadu Pade Pade. We never tire of hearing of these pastimes of the Supreme Personality of God. It, it's newer and newer to us every time we hear it. Nityanavanamaya Mana. This is the, described also tenth canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam that when there are pastimes of the Lord, then everyone gets purified. That <coughs> This uh, Parikshit Maharaj was sitting, listening to Shukadeva Goswami, and Nai Shati Dushahashunam Taktodam Apibhadate Pibantam Tan Mukamboja Chutam Harikatamritam. He said, Normally, somebody who's fasting and not sleeping, not even drinking water, Pibantam Tan Mukambojam and I don't even take water, I'm not taking food, I'm not sleeping, normally I'd feel a little tired. Right? He said, but not now. Why? Chutam harikatamritam. Chuta means falling, and katamritam means because there's nectar falling from your mouth right now, and I'm drinking, that's I'm drinking that. And then he said that the three kinds of people get purified by this. Uh, Krishna Kata. That, that um, what's the verse? The next, it's the next one after that. He says that, uh, yeah, just nice to have the Sanskrit. He says that uh, three kinds of people. One is the speaker. The speaker gets purified talking about Krishna. So the speaker likes to speak about Krishna because it's relishable to the tongue. And then the next person is who? The listener. This means now if you can give either a sign like this, or you can say it out loud. The listener. And uh, then who's the third party? 
everybody in between, anybody within earshot who hears it, hears the Harikata also gets purified. So from, uh, from this uh, emanates the entire Veda culture. It's coming from the sound vibration of the spiritual world. And then Prabhupada mentions how there's very practical elements within this culture uh, that are sustaining the whole system. What is it? It wasn't the next verse. Okay, it's not the next verse. What's the verse? Vasudeva Kata Prashna Purushams Trin Punatihi Bhaktaram Prachakam Shrotrims Tatpara Salimamyata. These are the th three people, just like the, when you go to the Ganga, you get purified. So, similarly, those who are asking the questions and listening, those who are speaking, and everybody else, uh, it gets purified by it. So then Prabhupada talks about the beautiful culture of the Vedas. See, in America, we don't see many cows. You don't see any cows here in New York, right? You didn't see any cows walking up and down. What's the street here? Shermerhorn. Sh <laughs> you go, go out in the morning, and there's cows, you know. But in Vrindavan, if you go out, there's cows everywhere. And, and uh, anywhere in India, even Thailand. You get to Thailand, there's cows walking around because still there's some idea of Vedic culture there. You know, all the bridges are named Rama 1, Rama 2, Rama 3, Rama 4, Rama 5. They worship Ramchandra, they worship uh, Brahma, they worship Bhumi, and there's cows. I don't know how much they worship them, but I know I see cows there. And whenever you see cows, then you think Krishna. And uh, people get happy seeing cows. I stayed at the Goshala in uh, 2001, just after 9-11, got on the plane a few days later and it was empty. <laughs> Get to stretch out. And we got to the, uh, I stayed at the Goshala, the Iskan Goshala in Vrindavan. And in the morning I'd get up and I'd sit with the cows uh, and uh, chant my japa. And I'd just watch them. And I felt happy just being with the cows. And every once in a while, one of them would swing her head and hit another one because maybe they were literally horning in on the, um, you know, what the other one was eating. It's like, what do you got over there? It's like, get out of here. And even if they got smacked really hard, they didn't become upset. They just like, no, whatever, thank you. Uh, whereas monkeys, if you look at them the wrong way, you're like, you looking at me? You, you looking at me? He's looking at me. Come over here. <laughs> We're going to beat this guy. <laughs> they're passionate. But cows, they're really, you know, peaceful. And uh, not just peaceful, they're, they're divine. Cows are divine. Uh, if, if you want to revive the planet, just get some cows and take care of them. And then the cows take care of us. And so they walk around and then they make the earth come alive. Without cows, the earth just goes dead. So you gotta have cows, and you gotta have milk, because milk is there for Vedic. You have to have uh, uh, milk to make ghee for Vedic sacrifices. What's that verse? Partivad paradorano dumas, tasmad agnis mayaha, tamasastu rajas tasmat, satvam yad brahmadarshanam. That uh, fire, uh, 
there's uh, wood, then smoke, then fire. Vedic sacrifice. So Vedic sacrifice, you have to have ghee to pour in the fire. And also, as Prabhupada points out here, you need a little milk. You don't have to drink a gallon every day. Uh, but you need a little milk to be close to the cow. And there's, it's a magical substance because it makes the brain... Uh, it, it makes the tissues of the brain uh, perfected so that you can appreciate the Vedic sounds. It all fits together, the cows and the Shastra, and what else is there? What other elements do you remember about this verse? Yes? Brahmanas. The Brahmanas. So Brahmanas, you need Brahmanas, so um, find the verse about the universal form. I can't remember right now. It's in the 11th, 11th canto, and it talks about how the Brahmanas are the head, the Kshatriyas are the arms, the uh, Vaishyas, waist, Chudras are the legs. So a body has to be complete. And the most important part is the head because it does all the planning and thinking to walk around. So there has to be an intelligent class of people in society that know what's what. And these are called the Brahmanas. They're absorbed in spiritual knowledge and they teach it to other people. And so a person isn't really civilized until he or she comes to this level of uh, spiritual realization. And that's lacking in society nowadays. There are revolutions now of, there have been revolutions of the Kshatriyas and then of the Vaishyas. Nowadays, if you're a really powerful Vaishya, if you're able to make money, then everyone thinks you're worshipable. And then there's revolutions of the Shudras, where the working class takes over. But it's important to have brahmanas, those who are not interested in ruling, but they give advice to everybody else uh, based on the spiritual perspective so human society can run well. It would be nice if the uh, rulers of society had a little bit of advice from those who were uh, level-minded and uh, good people. What is it? In training the yoga, the four social orders are manifested from the universal form of the personality of Godhead. The Brahmanas appear from the Lord's face, the Kshatriyas from the Lord's arms, the Vaishyas from the Lord's thighs, and the Shudras from the legs of that mighty form. Each social division was recognized by its particular duties and behavior. Thank you. There's another one that Lord Chaitanya uh, quoted to Sanatana Goswami. Is that 11th Canto? Okay, so now um, bring up some points from the purport or anything that you want me to expand upon, or even harder, if you want to score more points, you can ask a question. And if it's a really bad question, I'll give you a hundred dollars. Hare Krishna. Um, I was observing that amongst the strongest economies on the planet, two are in Switzerland, and New Zealand, and both countries are, you know, both countries' economies are very much based on cows. So, but um, still they kill the cows, even though they love them. But uh, their economies flourish um, 
One thing about cows is you have to have a, an expansive uh, facility for the bulls, which means that they have to be engaged. You can't just uh, neglect the bulls and have the cows. There's a way that, uh, there's an artificial standard that the cows are meant to just produce milk and it's all about the economics of it. And then it's utilitarian. It's not service to the cows, but it's actually thinking, how can we get something out of these animals? And then when they can't give anymore, then they uh, sell them off. This is cruel, inhumane, and demoniac, actually. So when we make facility for cows and bulls, that means that there's an ever-expanding awareness of the importance of the earth and the cows and our relationship with the earth, our dependence on it. And all that has to be gradually implemented in order to protect the cows and bulls because they have to have employment. Otherwise it becomes too expensive to maintain them and then people just think, well, what's the use? So there's a holistic process for um, developing a, a culture around this. It's really beautiful, and it's what Prabhupada asked us to do also, is to develop that uh, culture which is self-sustaining next to the earth and so forth. Our minds are never satisfied completely, although we continuously hear those transcendental activities. So my question is, that was in the verse, my question is that, we, you know, as devotees we preach and we try to, you know, we criticize you know, the lust of the mundane world, oh, it'll never be satisfied, it's like fire. Krishna even said it's like the enemy of the world. Um, and so, what's the difference? What if, what if someone said, oh, look, you're not even satisfied either. You, you, you're trying to do bhakti, but you're, you're like, it even says, our minds are never satisfied, although we continuously do it. Yeah, in our case, it's good. In their case, it's bad. <laughs> and it leads to bad things. Uh, hearing about Krishna leads to all happiness and perfection. Yeah. And, and it's actually pointed out in this verse, Bhakti Parishanu Bhava Viraktir Anyata Traisha Trika Ekakala Prapadya Manasya Yatashanta Sus Tushti Pushti Shuddha Payonu Gasam that Kavi Havi Yogendra says that Bhakti is just like eating. When you eat food when you're hungry you get nourishment, satisfaction and your hunger goes away. You're satiated. And in a similar way, when you take the bhakti, you get the feeling of devotion. You also get uh, direct perception of the Lord. And you get virakti, which means detachment from all other things that aren't related to Krishna. Just not interested anymore. And so in commenting on this, Jiva Goswami says that actually uh, one, of the, uh, one part of the analogy isn't perfect for for describing bhakti. That is, in eating food, we come to a point where we say, I don't want any more. So he said, that's not true with, with hearing about Krishna. Although you're satisfied and you're, vayam to, I quoted the verse, vayam tu na vritrikjana uttama shloka vikrame yachchinvatam rasagyanam swadu swadu pade pade. You're taking it and it's more and more tasty and, but, you can eat more and more. Isn't that like a perfect world? Like, it tastes so good, and, but you, you, you know, you want to keep eating? 
Yes. Right. There you have it. Okay. Perfect. That's a good analogy. You can go around New York and teach that. Maharaj. <laughs> Let me see if I have a hundred on there. <laughs> so, um, because today is Diwali and anniversary of Dhammadarjil as well, I was wondering, uh, you know, of this whole pastime, what's your favorite part? And, you know, maybe you could say something about what is most important for you in Dhammadarjil. Well, first of all, Diwali is... Uh, we're usually at Govardhan at this time. I spent the last 19 years at Govardhan Hill for Diwali. And, I mean, what do I know about Diwali? I was born in California. Except for now I know that when I hear Diwali, I think of Govardhan and I think of the lights. When we uh, live in that little... Um, that was a kind of a fortress for a small-time king. Isn't it cool, a small-time king? He was a small-time king who lived in this little fortress, and Tamalkarshamaraj and Giriraj turned it into a fortress for hearing and chanting. So we, we hole up in there, lock the gates, stay in there and hear and chant for the all, whole time in, uh, in Kartik. And, uh, and then Diwali comes, and I always notice how the local brahmacharis there get all excited. First of all, people start putting up lights everywhere around Govardhan. You can see from the roof, looks like Christmas in America. You know those lights they put up everywhere. And then on Diwali time, on, the, on our little palace, they put all these little candles on all the turrets going around the edges, and it looks so beautiful. And then the singing's going on inside Dharmadashtakam. You hear bombs going off everywhere because everyone likes to blow off bombs and fireworks in India. So much so that the cloud comes from Delhi the next day and engulfs the Govardhan Hill practically with, with this smoke. So my remembrances of Diwali are being in Vrindavan and just everybody celebrating and thinking it's about a half, halfway through Kartik, maybe somewhere around there. And I was thinking this morning how, what a beautiful culture it is, that your big holiday is celebrating Ramchandra coming back uh, to Ayodhya with uh, all of his devotees, and what a victory. It's the original hero story that everyone copies, including George Lucas, who took verbatim the whole script of Ramayan and turned it into what was that movie? Star Wars. Star Wars. And, and it works anytime you write a story, just write the hero's journey where you know, a person has to go out on his own and is lost. And then one thing after another, it fortuitously happens and then becomes strong hero comes back and everyone's yay they do it in every kind of movie but it, the original is ramachandra going off to the forest 
Tekla Sadusyaja Surepsitra Raja Lakshmin Dharmishta Aryabhachasa Yadagar Ragam Mayam Ragam Dayite Yipsitaman Vidava Vande Mahapurushate Charanara Vindam the Acharyas have pointed out this verse from the 11th canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam as being about Lord Ramachandra. Tyaktva sadusyaja sarepchita. So everyone's after the goddess of fortune, but Ramachandra was willing to give up the goddess of fortune. In fact, he does in his pastimes later because he's carrying out his dharma as a king, which supersedes any other dharma. So he leaves Sita in the forest. Chakrasudusija. Everyone wants the goddess of fortune, but Krishna is, is so detached, he walks away. And then uh, Aryavachasa means that he gets the words of his, uh, of the Arya, which means his father. His father is in this case, the Arya, the uh, advanced human, who tells him that you, ha you have to give up being king. No one likes giving up their post. As soon as you give someone a post, that's it. You have to pry it out of their hands, their cold, dead hands. In fact, Michel's Iron Laws of Oligarchy state that uh, it's, it's infallible. That's why it's an iron law. That when people get in power, they spend all their energy staying, trying to stay in power rather than doing their duty. That's the tendency of most human beings. But Ramchandra, Krishna, he's so magnanimous that because of the words of the superior, of his father, he said, go to the forest. In fact, he didn't hear it from his father. He heard it from Kaikei, he heard it from uh, Kaikei, and he said, well, why don't you tell me, Father? He said, he can't. She was uh, dominating him because she, she had something over him. And so he said, well, I'll go in an instant. I'll immediately give up the kingdom. Who does that? Lord Ramachandra. So, Vachasa. And then Mayamragam Dayiti Yipshitaman Vadavan. Mayamragam means the deer that was conjured by Marichi, Maricha. And Maricha came as a deer on the order of, of uh, who's the demon? Ravana. On the, on the order of Ravana. To, uh, so he could, it was a ploy to steal away Sita. And so Mayavagam said how Ramachandra ran after the, the deer, killed the deer. Um, so that pastime captures the imagination of everybody. And then Ram coming home in victory. So just the celebration all over India or all over the, the Hindu and Vedic culture of God. There is a personal God and he's heroic and he has friends like Hanuman, the monkey. and. There's um, Sita and his brother. Everything's, there's something for everybody in that story. And then he comes home in victory and the lights are there. So this is a time of uh, renewal and remembering how Krishna is always victorious. 
And if you remember Krishna, then you'll become victorious yourself. Okay, let's take one more and we'll finish. No hundred dollars, Maharaj, I'm sorry. Back to milk. Uh, is the milk, today's milk, is it like, does it still affect your brain in that way, even if they're coming from these storehouses? I don't know, you, did you drink any? I drank a lot. So you seem pretty smart. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're here, right? Smartest people are here chanting Hare Krishna. So it looks like it's working in your case. So thank you very much. We're leaving today for London. And uh, it's been a really memorable uh, stay here. I think we're having a Sankirtan class today. Right? We're having a Hare Krishna Sankirtan class. Twelve thirty in the big lotus room. We we have I have information about organizing Sankirtan. I also have a vision for how we can increase it here in New York and around the world. Have ideas and I can tell you about how we're working together as a global team, going towards a global goal. I think you'll like to hear all these things. We'll talk about the particulars of distributing books, why we should do it, and how um, Distributing books going out on Sankirtan is fun and easy and everything else in life, except for devotional service is completely boring and stupid. <laughs> and maybe free gifts, I don't know. Let's see if you have free free gift of some kind. <laughs> so come on down. Uh, this was a beautiful verse today. We could sit and talk about this a lot, and we should. Uh, but not right now. So we'll call an end to the class. And it's heartfelt that you sat through the whole thing. And uh, thank you very much for doing what you're doing here in New York. It's really important. I think uh, you may not know this, but devotees all over the world are looking here, especially to this temple, and, and uh, praying for a complete renaissance uh, and a shining beacon. So. You can pray on Diwali Day that there be a triumphal uh, cry coming from this temple. The leadership here gone through, uh, uh, headed by Hansa Rupa Prabhu, headed through the dark days of the pandemic, stalwart as he is, and maintained everything, kept going, kept the troops marching, and all of the Sankirtan devotees, Ram Roy, uh, keeping the vibration going, all of you in the deity departments, keeping doing deity worship, all of the cooks, it's just amazing. And so this is our great celebration on Diwali, that we have this, uh, we're making this stand here. So let's be victorious, pray to Lord Ramachandra that we can bring it to a level where we'll have fireworks out in front. And the mayor will definitely come and we'll have maybe the governor, Maybe even the president will come here and dance in ecstasy in the new kirtan. He said it. It'll happen. Say it'll happen. Why not? It'll happen. Hare Krishna. Tatsu. Hare Krishna.
Vajrakopadarishya Kripasana Veva Chapati Tanam Pavani Bio Vaishnava Bio Namo Namaha Nanta Kodi Vaishnava Nihira.